Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is WEEI Late Night with Brian Barrett on WEEI. Ground ball hit the third. Bregman has it. Looks at second. Throws to first. Ball game over. Houston evens the series at one apiece, romping to a 13-4 victory over the Red Sox, who dropped to 14-22 on the season. All right, well, welcome in. It is not a good night so far. The Red Sox got their ass kicked. Nathan Evaldi was just, quite frankly, no way around it. He was absolutely atrocious. I mean, five home runs in this game given up by Nathan Evaldi. He came into tonight's game giving up the most home runs in all of Major League Baseball, and tonight was no different for Evaldi. Five home runs. Nine coming in, five tonight. He's up to 14 on the season, and it was just really with Evaldi tonight, it was a command issue. He's putting balls in the middle of the plate, and the Astros, we all know how talented that lineup is, and they were just hitting absolute rockets out of the ballpark. It was really unfortunate for the Red Sox because they got after Urquidy in this game. They had 12 hits off him. So they were after this guy. Now, they did leave a lot of guys on base. They had opportunities to cash in and make this a game. But for the most part this season, the Red Sox starters, Pavetta turned it around in the month of May. He was not good in April. For the most part, the Sox starters have been pretty good. Even Avaldi, giving up all these home runs and all this loud contact, he's been able to keep them in games. Tonight, that was not the case whatsoever. So if you do want to win on the Red Sox after this outing from Nathan Avaldi, are you concerned about Evaldi? Because this is really out of the ordinary for him. Last year, Evaldi, of course, he gave up his first home run of the season in his 10th start. And now we're up to 13 home runs on the season. The seventh start into the season is loud contact all over the place tonight. So that's on the table. And if you do want to win in the Celtics, we're going to keep you updated on this game. And then we'll get into the Celtics in greater detail after this game goes final. We're at the up until 1 o'clock right now. 96-78 in favor of the Miami Heat. It looked like the Celtics were going to cruise to an easy victory in game one. They were up eight at halftime. It felt like they should have been up more, but they were up eight at halftime. That th- third quarter was embarrassing. 39-14, to 14, they turned the basketball over eight times. Jason Tatum, who was so great in the first half of this game, turned the ball over six times himself in that half. So that's on the table. We're going to be with you until one. We'll get into the Celtics in greater detail. The number 617 779 7937. Before we go any further, though, let's hear from the manager, Alex Core. I mean, very right. Uh, Alvarez put a good swing on a fastball away. We didn't make a play, and then after that, uh, you know, the, the balls that they hit out of the ballpark, then it was a fastball supposed to be up and in. It was in a third down in the zone. 
Then uh, it was supposed to be a cutter away to Pena, backed up, stayed in her third, hit out of the ballpark. And the one to Guriel, it was a breaking ball, a curveball away, and they stay inside. So um, they did an outstanding, outstanding job, you know, hitting mistakes. We didn't get any swings and misses, so I think it was one, if I'm not mistaken, right? A slider to Bregman, I think it was. So, you know, obviously surprising, you know, and um, now we just got to move on to the next one. No, I mean, I just think they... You know, it's a strike thrower, right? He's very aggressive in the zone, and they had the game plan, and, you know, they got good pitches to hit. I think that's the bottom line. Um, you know, um, there were bats, quick at bats, too. It wasn't fouled up, foul, foul balls or, you know, 2-2, two, 3-2. Two, two. I think the only one was Alvarez. Uh, but besides that, they were very aggressive, you know. And like I said last year, you know, when, when they get going, it's, it's that fast break off offense. You know, they attack early, and they hit the ball in the air. And today... The conditions, you saw it. It was playing small today. So uh, it's one of those that we'll take a look at it, you know, and uh, make adjustments for the next one. Yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, last year for two months, I think it was, right? Two and a half months. He didn't give up one, so... You know, I don't want to say it evens out, right? So last year was none. Now it's a lot, you know, in, in a short period of time. So that's the game they go. The game goes. But um, like I said, we'll we'll keep looking and then getting better. You know, the stuff was okay today. It wasn't great. And uh, like I said, they it seems like they had a great game plan to be aggressive in the zone, and they got pitches to hit, and they didn't miss them. Um. He was getting his hits right uh, early on, and I think it was, I don't know how many games in a row, whatever, but with no walks. And, and then, you know, he walked a few times three or four days ago, and it seems like he he's seen the ball really well now. And, uh, you know, he's driving the ball to right center, to left center. That's his bread and butter. Um, you know, he's putting good swings on, on on good pitches too, you know, uh, he'll take what they give him. He goes the other way. He's on top of it, but then, you know, when they make mistakes, he's sitting for power. So um, he's in one of those stretches that uh, it's very hard to pitch him. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's you know, he he's the guy in the middle, right? Uh, well, although now he's sitting third. Uh, he is who he is, and um, you know, he's a game changer offensively, and. Um, uh, the way he goes about it, we've been talking about it, you know, like, it's, 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 you know, the process is outstanding, and he detaches himself from the from the results. And uh, even when he hits a home run, it's on to the next at-bat. Uh, and he studies that swing, you know, like, what I did right or wrong, whatever, and he'll correct it if he has to for the next one. And then he'll go with his game plan and... You know, he executes. You know, he doesn't deviate from him. So it's very impressive. We're good. Thank you. All right, so that was Alex Cora after the game tonight. If you want to react to anything the manager said, you certainly can. at 617-779-7937. 
By the way, right now, the Heat with a 96-79 lead over the Celtics after just an embarrassing third quarter for the Celtics. 39-14, to the Heat outscored the Celtics in that third quarter. So the Celtics are, of course, going to be on the table all night long. We're with you up until 1 a.m. They're trying to make a little run at it here. Peyton Pritchard just hit a three. It's 96-82, so we'll keep you updated on this as the night goes on, and then we'll get into it in greater detail once the game goes final. You heard Cora talking about the lineup and – it's good to see Devers has been absolutely mashing as of late. J.D. Martinez, of course, that hitting streak is now up to 18 games for J.D. And Devers hits the home run tonight. He ends up with three home run, three hits in this game. J.D. with the home run as well. So Devers up to seven, J.D. up to five. So that's great. But the bigger problem right now is Evaldi. I mean, you have to almost, and I know that Cora is referencing the wind and all that, but you got to look at Evaldi on this game. It wasn't just like, okay, yeah, all, all these were cheapies. No, they were. he was giving up absolutely rockets in this game. And this has been a trend for Avaldi this season. I mean, you look at, first of all, the Alvarez home run. 100.3 miles per hour off the bat. Tucker, 105.3. Pena, 110.5. Brantley, 103.2. Guriel, 100 miles an hour off the bat. And if you look at Avaldi on the night, he got the Astros swung at 20 of his pitches. He got three whiffs. They missed on three pitches they swung at. That's 15%. Five bombs, eight hard-hit balls off the bat, 95-plus miles an hour. That's a 57.1% hard-hit rate. He was barreled up four times. That's 28.6%. So now this is becoming a concern because, all right, it wasn't really burning the Red Sox earlier this season. Evaldi was able to at least keep you in a position to win most of these games. But he's really trending in the wrong direction when it comes to he was a guy that did a pretty good job last year at limiting loud contact, and that's the totally opposite situation from what we find ourselves in right now. You look at Evaldi this season, his hard hit rate is 43.5%. That is 46 out of five or 55 qualifiers. So he's really down the bottom in terms of his ranks in the sport. And last year, he was at 36.4%. In 2021, he's up to 43.5% this season. You look at his expected slugging percentage against. That's up to 521. That is 53rd of 55 qualified starting pitchers. Think about that. Only two guys in the entire sport are worse than Nathan Evaldi when it comes to that. It's really a miracle, if you think about it, that he's been able to keep the Red Sox in some of these games based on these numbers. Last year, he was at 366. So you're talking about 529 this year. 366 a season ago in terms of his expected slugging percentage. And just to break that down, it basically goes by the launch angle, the contact, and the reason that Nate is so up there in his slugging percentage, opposing expected slugging percentage against, is the fact that he's giving up rockets left and right, which has clearly been an issue for him this season and something he has got to get under control. Like, this isn't a small problem right now for the Red Sox. Like, I'm not looking at this and saying, hey, Evaldi, just wash this away and you'll be good next time out. I don't know that based on the way that he's thrown the baseball this season. His track record based on what he did last year would tell you that, but all the numbers across the board, this isn't an outlier performance in terms of the loud contact. Now, yes, the five home runs in one game, that's an outlier performance. I'm not dismissing that. I'm not telling you that we're going to expect this to happen again, but the loud contact, it is a trend that we've seen this season. And the problem is, Avaldi, who is a guy that does not walk a lot of batters, we all know that. I mean, tonight he did not walk a guy. 
His walk rate on the season is under 5%, which is really good. But one of the problems that Evaldi has run into is he's just getting way too much of the plate, and we saw it today. A lot of those pitches that he served up to the Astros hitters in that second inning, they're just bad locations. The Alvarez home run, for example, it's a four-seamer. It's on the outside portion of the plate, but it's in the middle of the zone, and that's right in Alvarez's swing path. You look at the Tucker home run, that was a ball that was a four-seamer that was basically middle in, bad spot for a guy like Tucker, who, of course, I mean, that guy's an outstanding player. The Pena one, that's a four-seamer. It's at 98. It's up in the zone. That's a good piece of hitting. That's not a horrible pitch from Evaldi. But you look at, like, the Brantley home run. It's a bad cutter. The cutter has not been a good pitch for him whatsoever. And the slider hasn't been great for Nate either this season. And then the Gurriel home run was just, it's a pitch. It's a curveball, but not a good location. Middle portion of the plate. Down, but middle portion of the plate. So the problem with Evaldi right now is it's just way too much loud contact. And tonight kind of illuminates the problem, right? Because this is not something. Now, I've been telling you about this on the pregame show, but it's not something we've been getting into in great detail because of the fact that Nate's been able to keep this team in games. Well, tonight it just completely burned him. Let's get to Wally and Fall River to kick it off tonight. Hey, Wally. Yeah, what's up, Brian? Uh, you're a realist and I'm a realist. With 13 games out, it's May 18th. I don't see us winning a division. I don't even see us in the hunt for a wild card unless things drastically change. I mean, the Boulder's our race. Uh, you can't depend on Sale coming back or Paxson. I'm not even thinking about them, but uh, I don't know what they're going to do right now. You just, you know, bring somebody up in the minus to give this team a spot. We just can't. We just seem to be treading water. I mean, we dug ourselves so big a hole that uh, I just think it's impossible. I mean, we don't have a good bullpen like the Yankees. They got four guys they can depend on. I hate the Yankees, but uh, you have to give them credit. You know, they dug the built themselves a comfortable lead, and uh, we're just stuck in the cellar. Yeah, well, the Yankees, well, and I appreciate the call as always, my friend. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. The Yankees have a really good rotation, and they have arguably the best bullpen in the sport right now. I mean, you juxtapose the Yankees' bullpen compared to the Red Sox' bullpen. The Yankees' bullpen is second in war. The Red Sox' bullpen is 29th in war. So they have a better starting rotation, and they have a better bullpen. And if the idea now is which... Obviously, I'm convinced it is. Will Fleming talked to Hein Bloom about it. They're keeping Garrett Whitlock in the rotation. Okay, so if that's the plan, they need to strengthen the bullpen. And one of the guys that I would consider bringing up is Josh Winkowski. He threw the ball really well again today. He was part of the Benintendi trade with Franchi Cordero. You might as well bring up as many good arms as you possibly can. Because the problem is, Strom's been outstanding. He has been absolutely phenomenal for this team. But outside of Matt Strom... You have Schreiber, who's been really good. Other than that, now that Whitlock's in the rotation, who can you depend on? Tanner Houck's not been good this season. Sox talk. His slider is not the same as it was a season ago. So when you add all those things together, if you have good arms at the AAA level, you got to get them up there to help this team win now. Like, my biggest issue with the team is they have to so- show some urgency that they want to win in 2022. And the way that this whole situation feels right now, it doesn't appear the team is acting that way based on some of the guys that were still getting seeing getting opportunities like there's no reason the other day that Brazier should be out there in a 1-1 game and the reality is for Alex Cora he's short in the bullpen they don't have enough arms in the bullpen so you got to put out a guy out there in Brazier that has arguably been from a statistical perspective the worst reliever in the sport 
he has the worst hard hit rate in the entire sport. <laughs> and the launch angle is over 20 degrees, so he's giving up all these bombs that are going out in the ballpark. So the reality is if you're going to keep Whitlock in the rotation, you need to get more quality arms in the bullpen because, like yesterday, I mean, you're kind of you're hoping they get through it, right? I mean, luckily, Strom comes into that game. He was incredible in that game where he, he gets Bregman looking, and then he strikes out Alvarez. I mean, those are two really good hitters. And Alvarez, we saw him tonight. I mean, that guy's incredibly scary at, at, when he gets in the batter's box about against anybody. Remember him in the playoffs last year against Chris Sale. So when you add all the, these things up, after Strom gets out of that, luckily the Red Sox offense puts up some runs there. But you got to do a better job in terms of having more reliable arms out there. And that's where the Red Sox are really short right now. They don't have enough guys out there. So if you have opportunities to bring somebody up from AAA, I would do it. I would advocate to bring up Winkowski and act like you want to win this year. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until 1 a.m. All right, so Celtics on the table all night as we're with you until 1 o'clock. So how bad was that third quarter? That certainly is on the table all night. What the hell happened to them in the third quarter? Plus, if you want to weigh in the Red Sox, are you concerned about Evaldi? The situation, of course, with Xander Bogarts is on the table as well. As he says, he's open to negotiating a contract, so you can weigh in on that if you want as well. And are you concerned about this Evaldi situation? I mean, this is troubling. 617-779-7937, the number with you. Up until 1 a.m. on EEI. You want events about the Celtics? This is your place to do it up until 1 a.m. right here on EEI. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is WEEI Late Night with Brian Barrett on WEEI. All right, well, as if things could not get worse for the Celtics tonight after they're getting their ass kicked in the second half of this game after it appeared they were going to score a million points in this game. They've only scored 30 points in the entire second half. They had 14 points in the third quarter total. At least they've outscored the Heat in the fourth quarter of this game, but in the third quarter it was 39 to 14 in favor of Miami. Now you're in a situation where Robert Williams is limping off the court. Something appeared to happen to his knee. We all know he's been dealing with an issue there, so that's more bad news on top of everything else that has transpired tonight. Also on the table, the Red Sox all night. If you want to weigh in on the Xander Bogart situation, says he's open to a contract extension. Also the fact, in negotiating during the season, which he said prior he wouldn't do that, <laughs> I never bought that. I mean, if they go to him with a huge deal, he's going to be willing to negotiate it. But nonetheless, I mean, he made it public that he's willing to negotiate during the season through his agent, Scott Boris. But the Valdi situation is just, it's a concern based on the fact that he looks like a totally different pitcher this year compared to last year in terms of the contact he's giving up. He was good at limiting loud contact this year or last year, rather this year. That's not the case whatsoever. He's been one of the worst in the sport when it comes to that particular category. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's kick it off with Doug in a car. Hey, Doug. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, man. Good to hear you. Good to hear you. Um, this season's over. You know, people better face up. I mean, the, the hole that they have dug themselves in, in my opinion, is too deep. The season's over. So it's time to cut bait, J.D., trade them, 
Chris Sale, trade him. Well, I mean, you're not getting it. Come on, Doug. You're not getting anything for Chris Sale. The guy's injured, and he basically hasn't pitched a full season since, what, 2017. I don't know what you'd get for Chris Sale. Well, it's not a matter of getting him. Just get him out. Why? uh, Because, you know, if you can trade Chris Sale, fine, but why would you trade JD right now? Because you can get something for him. You know, we're not we're not going to we're not going to be able to dig out of this hole, and I I can't understand why they're not willing to give the kids in the minor leagues a chance to get some out of job training. You know, Connor Seabold is pitching well. The kid at Double A, Bello, bring him up, see if he can do well, it. Well, he just got promoted you know? to Triple A, so you may see him at some point okay. this season. He already got promoted. Bring him up. You can't tell me that Durbin Feltman is any worse than Brazier. You know. They've well, but whole, the Seabold, I, I, you're going to see Seabold or Rakowski at some point this season. So, I mean, I imagine that's going to happen. But i rather those guys come up because I think they give you a better opportunity to win this year. I don't think it's about building towards the future. I believe that they don't have enough good arms in the bullpen as it stands right now. So, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing up a Winkowski or you mentioned Seabold now to help the team win in 2022. I'm not giving up on the season yet. We're only in you're May. Not. Okay. No, I mean, think about it. And, Doug, you got to remember this, too. There's an extra wild card team. Right, but they're going to they're gonna have to play close to 600 balls to get, to get to that point, aren't they? Well, I mean, they came into today, what, three and a half or four and a half out of the last wild card spot. That's it, well, you know, even if they get to the last wild card spot. And the schedule really eases one? up. I mean, they get Seattle next. Seattle sucks. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, uh, how can how can Jared Duran be any worse than what Kiki Hernandez is doing right now? Well, I was kind of surprised by that, Doug, to be honest with you. Now, the Kiki Hernandez thing, it does seem like he's had some better at-bats as of late. But my bigger thing is, he came up for a game, and he showed you a little bit of a spark. We saw him running around. I mean, it shouldn't have been a triple, but we saw him running around the bases. And it felt like, okay, he's improved what you asked him to do at the minor league level. He's swinging and missing a lot more. I didn't understand why they brought him up. I know why they brought him up for a game because of the whole situation with COVID with Kike Hernandez, but I don't understand why they sent him back down. I mean, Bradley, I mean, he he wasn't as horrible as everybody thought he would be right at the beginning of the season, but it's not like he gives you a lot of offensive production. I would have given Durant an opportunity as well. I'm with you on that. I was glad when they brought JB back, but I thought that JB was coming back to be the fourth right. outfielder. And yep. Here we are here we are seeing him in right field every day. Yeah, no, that's I mean, it's it. just it's it's ridiculous. Well, now I mean, uh, Doug, I appreciate the call. You got the Franchi situation too, where he's basically playing every day now. He's been really good. I mean, you cannot argue with the production of Franchi Cordero. I give him credit. They told him to go down to the minor league level, clean some stuff up, and he's and I give you some of the numbers on that. But he's swinging and missing a lot more than he was a season ago. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The number. Let's get to oh boy, David in Florida. What's up, David? Brian, you know, first of all, if the Celtics are able to pull this out, I'll give them a lot of credit tonight. I mean, they're missing Horford. They're missing Smart. So I'll give them credit tonight. Yeah, but, David, that's not now, an excuse for tonight. I mean, they had an eight-point lead in the first half. They should, you're right. And they got right. embarrassed not, in the third quarter. Asleep. And you're not to mention right. Miami's without one of its best players in Kyle Lowry. So there's no excuses for this one. This is you're an right. utter embarrassment. The third quarter was an utter embarrassment. Yeah, 30, 30 nights of 14. Yes, yes. Now, when I spoke to you over the weekend, my good friend Brian, you know, I pointed out to you that going into game seven against Milwaukee, I would have rather have seen 
Tatum come up with a triple double than 40 points in Game Seven. And although he didn't, and, and you poo pooed me, Brian. And although he didn't get a triple double, Brian, my good friend, he came pretty damn close. Well, yeah, I told you he wasn't making a triple double. He's had one triple double but, in his career. I mean, to go into but, a game and your expectation is a triple double—that's ridiculous. I didn't say it was my expectation. I said I think it would be more effective, and he played a better all-around game. You think he and, played better in Game mm-hmm. Seven than Game Six? Yes, because he he got he got everybody involved, and he got everybody involved. You know, it's not just, it's not just scoring. It's there's, there's there's passing and there's other statistics too that are important. And he was more efficient in Game Seven too, because he only took I think. 15 shots or 14 shots, he was more efficient. And that's what he needs to be. Stop being like an Antoine yeah, but Walker. David, you're, and, he, wasn't, he wasn't more efficient. He shot 53% in game six, and he shot, what is it? He shot 50% in game seven. He shot 53.1% in game six, so he wasn't more efficient. How many shots did he put up in game six? 14. Okay, so then he played, so, well, all right. But my point is, is that he has to develop more of an all-around game, which he has been doing the past three or four games. But it's, that's what I want to see. And, you know, and with the Red Sox, though, you're right. They need to sign Bogarts long-term now. But, you know, I've been harping all along about no pitching and how when they have no – in the face of no pitching, offense is, is pretty much uh, overplayed. And let me ask you now, I mean – would you go back and revisit trading trading Devers right now if you could get a number one pitcher? Why or, would I do that, David? Look- he he leads the entire sport in hits. He's one of the best players in baseball. Well, Why would I trade? Not to mention, David, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, but his defense has been good. It's been better, but he, he, he's made a couple of errors recently. And you're right, but it's been better. But why do you, you, why you why are you still here with this? Why why do you still want to trade the guy? Your biggest issue with Devers is he's bad on defense. He's not bad on defense. In fact, he's well above average defensively this year. I don't understand why you still want to trade him. It doesn't make sense to me. But you want to sign Bogarts. I want to sign both of them. But you want to sign Bogarts now, and Bogarts I want, I want still sign... has not been good defensively. So I don't understand your I don't understand like your logic. You're, you're, uh, all right. What I'm saying is, all right, I'll 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 take a step back. Please. They need to make yes, they need to make a significant trade uh, in the lineup to get a pitcher. They need Why? to make a David. They have a they they didn't sign any relievers. I wish they had done that as well. But they have yes. a bunch of guys down at the minor league level that are going to come up. Bayo just got promoted to AAA. Seabold is ready to come up. Winkowski is ready to come up. I don't know why you want to trade one of your best those, players, Bogarts or Devers, for a pitcher. It makes no sense to me. And who's your, the pitcher the you want them to trade players, Devers for? Uh, are they guaranteed? Are they, you know, these minor league prospects, are they guaranteed? No, but no, you know who is guaranteed. a guarantee, David? They're Raphael commodities. Devers. You know who is a guarantee? Xander Bogarts. Why would I want to trade them? Because if you can get – if you can get – Two or three who? players. David, who are these guys you're the talking line. about? I don't know. Devers or Bogarts or one no, of them. I who mean, are you trading them. them for? I don't I don't know. I don't know the names off the top of my head, but I don't know. That's not my job. But I'm saying it starts with pitching. But you're saying, all right, you know, David, I can't do it tonight. I appreciate the call. I can't do I mean, you're telling me that you want them to trade Raphael Devers or Xander Bogarts for a pitcher. I, I don't understand the point of this. Like, what? And, like, his whole logic is – Gone. 
Last year, he's complaining about Devers because he wasn't good defensively. Now he's good defensively, and he wants to trade him. Bogarts, and I want to sign Bogarts, but just based on David's logic, he doesn't want to sign somebody that's not a great defensive player. Bogarts is not that. We can all acknowledge that. But now David wants to keep Bogarts and trade Devers. I just can't fall him. And he wants to trade one of those guys for pitchers. I, I, who? Couldn't even give me a name. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. With you until 1. All right, so the Celtics are about to lose. one twelve ninety nine right now. The story in this one, of course, the third quarter, they were outscored 39-14. to 14. So we'll take your Celtics calls all night. How disappointing is this loss? Are you now worried about the series, considering the fact that Al Horford, in all likelihood, is not going to play Thursday as well? We don't know the status of Marcus Smart going forward as well. So that's on the table at 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until 1 a.m. here in EI. Crash and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's an easier choice than ever with our exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. Now get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store in NissanUSA.com. All right, well, the Seas fell to the heat, or they are losing to the heat, I should say. 112.99 right now. They were outscored 39-14 to in the third quarter of this game. Jimmy Butler has 37 points. He's taken 18 free throws. Jason Tatum, 29 points in this game. But the big story here, seven turnovers. Six of them came in that ugly, ugly third quarter for the Celtics. Jalen Brown with 19 points. Of course, as we told you, Marcus Smart did not play. He's dealing with a foot sprain. Al Horford did not play. He's in health health and safety protocols. The Sox fell to the Astros 13-4. Nate Evaldi beat up. He was on the hook for six earned, nine runs overall. He gave up five home runs. The Sox and the Astros play the last of their three games set Wednesday night at Fenway. Early start time. 6-10 first pitch. It's going to be a 5-10 pregame with Mutt. Patrice Bergeron has been named a Selkie Trophy finalist for the 11th straight season. Bergeron has won the award four times, which is tied for the most all-time. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. WEI. WEI. New England Sports Original. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.